Welcome back to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Thursday afternoon. And I'm super excited to welcome back on the program Sadia Osmani. Sadia, it's great to see you. How are you doing? (laughs) I'm all right. Thank you very much. You're looking great. You're looking good, Noreen. You look very nice, Noreen. You look great outside and on the inside. But today we're focusing more on on the looks on the outside. We're talking looks. It's it's interesting because you know it's a subject that I I just I kind of tripped over this week because um, I heard somebody comment uh, a, a friend of mine comment that oh do you know it's a real problem I've got to dye my hair again I'm going to get something for my eyes and then I just suddenly thought that how much attention do women place on their looks all the time like you know we feel like okay, we need to dye our hair, we need to go and get this facial done, we need to make sure we eat the right foods, we don't put on weight. And there is such a focus on what people... On the way women look. more on women, isn't it? And I'm sure we've discussed it a couple of times, thinking, okay, what's the best hair dye and all sorts of things like that. But, I mean, like, you know, it, it just feels as if, like... Also, some of the some of the language sometimes women use, we say, "Oh, you know, I feel really frumpy. I feel really this and that." And and yet, how come as women get older, um, they don't seem to, but from the eyes of the public, they don't seem to age with grace. Okay, while men, when they get older, they they're kind of like compared to say. Oh, you know, they just mature and they're like wine and they look much nicer and and they are the silver foxes then. Exactly. So, we go grey and they're more the silver yeah. foxes. They Why look more I distinguished. <laughs> well you, you you most certainly are foxy. <laughs> I mean, but why can't women kind of, okay, have a little bit of grey and, you know, they put on a wee bit of weight, they're more voluptuous perhaps. But anyway, when I was looking at this, I was kind of looking at this whole subject and then I tripped over. I was looking at some articles recently, um, you know, stuff that's been in the papers. And supposedly um, the BBC in London have really, you know, the BBC have actually removed, in a subtle way, removed a number of women who've been broadcasting and doing other things because they're getting a bit older. So, for instance, on Radio 4 and in, in, in the BBC, I think it was um, Libby Purvis who used to present a show from 1983 to 2017. Then she was taken out. Um, taken out as it dropped, basically, not taken out as such. But it just shows you that... And then other kind of male presenters are still in the whole focus. But as women get a bit older, especially on TV and radio, and they're saying, actually, this article Even saying, the radio? Yeah. Well, they're saying, what? actually, that this didn't used to happen for radio. But now what's happening is because, hence us two on air visual, um, because we have social media... And because photographs are everywhere, now there is the focus on radio as well, which I just was completely, like, you know, taken aback by. But then I did my hair and made sure I was okay today. (laughs) But but it seems like women face sort of double jeopardy, right? Um, There's discrimination as they get older, and then they're obviously seen negatively much more than men and we just think well why is this happening and it's it's all about this kind of the unfair treatment of physically unattractive people is called lookism right lookism where you know people are making judgments and it's almost similar to things like racism sexism homophobia 
you know, transphobia, ageism and stuff. And but the only thing is, is that sometimes people sort of discriminate against fat people and they think, no, no, they're too fat. But then just your looks. And then when I started to read some articles, I came across some really interesting stuff where, you know, people actually did have articles saying, I've suffered this all my life, even from when I was a child. I wasn't a particularly good-looking child, but I could see how people would treat me and treat me worse than others. And that's what they say. Um, if you're good-looking, you know, doors are open, you know, there are more doors, yeah. of it, more opportunities, and it's really unfair. It's really awful. And it says, it's an established scientific, from scientific research that physically attractive people are judged more positively and treated more favorably favorably than those who perhaps don't look as nice right and they say that like you know even children who perhaps are not as cute are treated poorly by adults like you know i suppose you cannot we can all imagine all ourselves children in are situations. so cute though yeah, yeah yeah but when you kind of walk this, you, you do have a tendency and you see cute little kids and you go oh isn't he cute isn't he cute but then you know if you don't see a cute kid you might say oh you won't say anything yeah. who knows because we are so we're so colored by these things um and they're also you know stuff also said that physical attractiveness comes with a range of real world benefits and higher pay and greater likelihood of being elected to government so you know these wow. big jobs look around our government they're pretty good looking huh <laughs> So, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to comment on that one, right? And then it also says that obviously less attractive people have low self-esteem and lower psychological well-being because of the things that are going on. And the world's not fair. Um, I'm just looking at some of the... Uh, now, what they're saying, too, is that now with the introduction of the AI determining lots of things. So, for instance, if it was like, you know, decisions that are being made on people, then if you've got, a, you know, a computer, an artificial intelligence thing, making these decisions, they're not going to discriminate. They're going to see two eyes, two, a nose, a, two noses, a nose, a mouth, and, you know, they're not going to discriminate against people. So they're saying that actually the whole inclusion of AI is going to make a big difference to the way people are judged. But um, there was also this um, research that they did, and let me just find the details of this. Yeah, so they did some research where they had 11,000 CVs to various job openings, right? Including sort of identical CVs accompanied by a candidate's photograph and the different levels of attractiveness in those photographs. And attractive women and, and men were much more likely to get a call back for an interview um, compared to the ones who didn't give a photograph or who had photographs that made them look, you know, they're sitting going like this or doing something, what, which they, you know, where they didn't look as attractive. So that is really quite sort of revealing. And mm. we probably do make judgments ourselves without even thinking. Like, I'm sure if we're watching a movie, if we're doing something, we will naturally say, oh, she's so good looking and she's so pretty. Oh, sure. he's nice. Sure, but of it's course. usually the women yeah. that it's based on. I think so. It? I think we do that. But I don't think I don't think we treat people differently based on the way they look. Like no. if somebody was really good I looking, yeah, I don't think I'd be extra nice to that person. Maybe, in fact, no. I'll be extra mean to that person. I'd be Actually, like, I was I'd be like why that. are you so good looking? No, I'm just joking. But um, jokes apart. I was just going to say that you might not treat them like that. Yeah. You might be overwhelmed. I by know. It, but, why, yeah. why do you have a god of a uh, body of a god? 
Dan. Um, I do. I do remember though. I do remember like you know being at an airport once and then seeing this one woman on the line and and she was amazingly good looking and you know and I just thought oh then you suddenly feel like oh good. Then give her the <laughs> evils. But jokes yeah. apart, this whole idea of lookism is actually. I mean, it's not very serious. It's very serious. But I mean, I'm not saying it's beneficial, but it's whole industries have been built on it. Look at South Korea, yes. for example. Uh, I was, I was yeah. reading an article about in South Korea, people do plastic surgeries um, to, to their looks straight after college or ask for these uh, as birthday presents yeah. while they're still yeah, in secondary yeah. school. So that by yeah. the time South they Korea finish college ex- and in China as well, people, you know, do all these. Uh, I mean, I'm generalizing hugely. But what I mean is a lot of times you read on these forums and blogs people ask for a nose job or um double eyelid surgery so that by the time they get they they, they reach to 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 age where they get jobs they will already have a few years of looking different to to advance their prospects no no south korea um out of the seven countries most popular for cosmetic surgery south korea is number one and it's for liposuction nose jobs and blepophoroplasty which is again this is the two to do with the the eyes yeah. Greece was second, Italy was, was third, and Brazil was fourth. Um, and also, when I actually, when I was looking at Google and I was looking at the whole definition of lookism, one of the things that came up was lookism uh, was actually, is actually, a South Korean webtoon drama, right? Yes, Which is interesting. I did see yeah. that too. <laughs> And, and it's actually, a, it's about a story that revolves around a high school student who can switch between two bodies, one fat and ugly, and the other fit and handsome, which is quite an interesting thing that the whole definition of lookism, they've actually taken it on. But whether a drama like that is then re- reinforcing some of those things or perhaps bringing them up and making us see them clearly, I don't know. Mm. But, um, but I was amazed that just how much... It, you know, people are, are putting value to these things. But then you also get that reverse sort of um, discrimination. Uh, of course, that there's a lot of doors that open for good-looking people. There's no doubt about that. We, we can all agree. But maybe sometimes people are so focused on their looks that they overlook their ability. So, for example, if a mm-hmm. woman you work with is very good-looking and, you know, oh, you might think, oh, she, she's used her looks to, to advance. But actually, she's very – I mean, I get that all the time. And people are like, oh. <laughs> no, but, You've used your looks yeah, for, for the radio um but maybe sometimes you get that reverse um discrimination you know oh and mm. and i i, I yeah. don't know so it yeah could no, no no it could it could probably work both ways it's just i suppose the same sort of effect when you think of people's attitude towards dark hair or blonde hair that people think oh she's blonde so she must be thick yeah. oh she must be. you know you hear that all the yeah. time oh she's just blonde that's all but the other thing is, is that I suppose some of these things like Abercrombie and Fitch, you know, well-known brand, they were pushed some time ago with a $15 million settlement for hiring sort of waspy looking, um, you know, retail assistants. And But the one thing that said, they were, they were sort of, it was banned from imposing sort of attractiveness standards on how they recruited people. But they did, they did kind of admit that, yeah, they're looking for good, looking candidates because they're going to be on their shop floor yeah. and they want to attract people to well, it. So. Well, it's like Hooters, for example. You know that uh, mm. fast food chain in, in the States? Yeah. I mean, they, they only mm. hired women with big bosoms. 
<laughs> Steve James enters the studio as we as we talk. Steve, say hello to the camera. He's just hello, camera. Yeah, hello, Steve. <laughs> so you see, Lucas and Steve is a prime candidate He's here. Exactly, like, you know. exactly. We've exploited him for his looks. Opened? Exactly. Yeah, how many doors have opened for him? That's it. Well, so so it is. Just about to close it is that door, a... though. Okay. Well, it is a situation and it seems like, you know, it's more about, say, awareness. I think perhaps what we need to look at is perhaps children and make sure, because obviously if they're saying that kids right from the start, and I do know of people who, you know, have very little self-confidence and stuff, because what is the accepted norm of looking beautiful in different places? Like, for instance, things like in, in Asia, the things like your, your the color of your skin, for instance, exactly. is a mark of beauty. So if you are quite fair-skinned, and I think that also happens in China too, if you're quite fair-skinned, then people see you as being more beautiful. But if you're slightly darker, then again, there's a pressure on you. And then there's so many cosmetics on the market. You only have to go into- whitening watch. products, exactly. Oh, That's available in Asia. Yeah, so that that again goes back to this whole thing about how you look. Yeah. But um, but I think it's important to make sure that if you have children, or you know friends or whatever who may be feeling like that, that to stop, you know, to try and you know address that and, and say, well, it's not a problem type thing. But the more people understand that, the better. Yeah. But it was an interesting thing because I really do think that certainly it made me now think. All right, when I watch TV. I'm going to see just how many older men there are presenting as anchors and things like that. And how about the women? The women are all looking quite glamorous and, you know, youthful and stuff. So do I see a, like a 50 plus woman doing it? I need to get in there. <laughs> <I think. laughs> exactly. Well, you'll be presenting tomorrow on the one, two, three show. So yes. well, there's yes. only the the one on that. We, we need more. We, we need more uh, women for sure. But you're absolutely right. I think society has this tendency to focus uh, on, on age. It's this whole notion of, you know, of, yeah. of you mentioned at the beginning of our chat, aging gracefully. And I guess w when you watch roles that are presented for women in Hollywood, a woman could be in her 40s and she's already playing the, the mother of, of a guy who's in his 20s. And yes, that's, mm -hmm. that's realistic. But at the same time those are the only sort of roles that they're being presented being the mothers of of the, mm. the, the, the male lead or whatever so that's yeah kind of i think there needs to be a refocus to to show that actually now age has shifted immensely hasn't it because yeah. what was 40 before is now 50 um because people are living longer and people are much more active and and I think women certainly, you know, if they're healthy, if they're okay, just like men, we're open to just carry on working for as long as we like, you know, exactly. as long as everything is is fine. And I don't think there's ever any end to your ambition or what you want to do. Age should not be. It's a matter of mind, isn't it? Exactly. So it shouldn't be a limit. We should have a T-shirt. Fifty is the new ten, or something like that. <laughs> <That's really laughs> yeah, good. well, fifty. I think fifty is certainly the new. You know, before it was like you, there was a kind of barrier. You thought thirty, and you're getting thirty, and now things are going to change. But I think it's now forty. Uh, you know, where it's just been shifted a bit more. And 50 is still quite young. Yeah. 60, perhaps, that's getting on a little bit. Yeah. But 50 is, is young. I wouldn't say I would classify 50 as, you know, an aging person. Not at all. 
you know, yeah. looking back, the 20s were great. You know, you had a lot of fun. But it's really now that I'm in my 30s, you know, you feel more confident. You're more in your own stride. You, 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 you're owning things that you do. And I'm sure it'll get yeah. better, I hope, by the time I'm 40 or 50 or 60 or 70. Yeah, when you tune into the I one, two, three show, by the, by the time I'm 90, I'll be the new Uncle Ray. <laughs> It'll be the one, two, three hundred show. Yes. <laughs> Auntie one, two hundred show. <laughs> Sadia, always such a pleasure to have you on the program. Thank you so much for your sharing. And uh, for our Thank listeners, um, Sadia will be on air tomorrow from one till three. So tune in tomorrow for Sadia Osmani. Thank yeah, you. And I'll make sure in. I get glammed up for it too, right? No. You are already glammed. <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay. See you then. See Bye-bye. ya. And a quick look.